You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Good morning. It's great to be able to gather together and I love the fact that what I'm going to preach on today is already happening. It happens a lot in our church, but it's something that we can always grow in. So you're probably wondering, what is it that he's going to talk about? Um, so we're doing the series on the church Jesus building. Hope you've caught on to that by now. Been doing it for a few uh, weeks, I don't know how long. Um, and I am going to talk about the church Jesus building is a church of encouragement. So the role and power and I guess some practical things around this ministry of encouragement, which when you start thinking about it, actually permeates nearly everything we do as as a church. And I love the fact that I can honestly say this church is an encouraging church. Um, And I guess the challenge for today is we can grow in that. We can get even better. So um, if you'd like to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to read from verse 22, but I believe that encouragement is one of the greatest God-given traits that can enhance our effectiveness of God working in our lives and will help to ensure we continue to endure and remain fruitful until the end, until the end when Jesus returns. Um, and I, I want to explore a bit about, uh, around this thing of why it's, I think, even bigger than we realise Um, and that it really goes to the core of being authentic and being biblical. Um, You've only got to read through the New Testament and go, wow, this is an encouraging book. Um, Sure, there's lots of correction and and things, but by and large, it's it's full of encouragement. And it's a ministry for all of us. It's not just for the encouragers. There's some people it comes more naturally, but I think and I hope that you'll see today that it's a ministry for all of us. And um, it deserves to set the tone for everything we do. Um, deserves to set the tone of our church, of our homes, of, of our ministries that we're a part of. And it's a, a vital part of the church Jesus is building. And so we need to consider growing and nurture. So let's read from Hebrews 10, um, from verse 22. It says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And to me, when I I see that encouraging, as we see the day drawing near, it's it's an ever-increasing encouragement that we're called to. Um, It's an enduring encouragement. It's it's something that we have to focus on and we're called to um, get better at, I guess, and and continue in. So I'll start with what is encouragement and why it matters, and then I'll I'll get a bit into the practical side. But... um, The New Testament verb translated encourage can also mean to comfort, to cheer up, um, includes giving courage. It's got courage in the word, that's obvious. Um, Build confidence, bring hope and support. And I think throughout 
When you're reading about encouragement in the Bible, it's very much about the life-giving power of our shared beliefs and our shared life in Jesus. That's the thing that we centre around. That's the thing that is what unites us, the work of Jesus in our lives and the work of Jesus that can work in the lives of people around us. And um, Jesus, when he used the noun form of the word, when he, in John 14, if you'd like to turn to there, John 14, verse 26 He used the noun form of the word in the description of the Holy Spirit. The helper there is referred to, well, that's part of encourager. The encourager, um, it's also paraphrased in reference to the Holy Spirit as someone who stands by you. Um, We know that it's referred to the Holy Spirit as the comforter, but it's, it's so much more than that. He is our encourager. He is our empowering presence among us. And that's an amazing thing when you can really grasp what that, actually means. It says here, but the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. And um, I just want to pray because I really believe that the Holy Spirit wants to encourage all of us today, wherever you're at. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to pray. Lord Jesus and Holy Spirit, we just invite you in this place right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the comforter, that you are our helper, and that you want to come alongside. You want to come alongside and just build up this morning. I pray for those that may be in a a doubting place or a hard place. Holy Spirit, won't you just come with your peace, with your reassurance. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You want to remind us of who we are, of what you've spoken and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Just allow the Holy Spirit, I really felt this, that even as I'm talking, just allow him to minister to you. It's a beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit. He, he can pinpoint every need, every situation, and he can, he can change that and bring hope. So, again, I've touched on a real encouragement. Is one way we experience the Holy Spirit together. You know, one that is life-enriching rather than life-depleting. Encouragement is an all-in-involved type scenario rather than a guarded and aloof, aloof, I like that word. Um, encouragement is affirming and strengthening rather than scrutinising and criticising. So if, the, if that's what encouragement looks like, you know, standing with one another, bringing life-giving presence, we know the Holy Spirit does that, but I believe we have a part in that as well then I think we can safely say that encouragement means a lot more than just saying hi to each other on a Sunday. I think the depth of real encouragement goes a lot beyond that, and I hope that will be the encouragement for us today to want to live lives of people who offer deep encouragement, of, of that it goes beyond just kind words, just, you know, superficial language that's not mediocre, that's not easy to ignore, but is captivating and empowering and energising. We get to be a part of that. As much as God and the Holy Spirit do that work in us, we get a part to play in encouraging each other, building each other up, and it's an amazing, um, wonderful thing that we can do. And again, true encouragement, um, to me, there should be no feeling of manipulation Um, it's free of manipulation, it's free of hidden meaning. Um, 
As I said, it leaves us feeling uplifted and empowered, but it does require effort. It, it does require for us to be intentional about, um, about it. And I think when I think of the most encouraging moments in my life as a Christian, um, the overriding feeling I get is one of, of just wonder and awe of who, how good God is. I love the theme that Mark was bringing today of just the goodness of God. And when I think of encouragement, true biblical encouragement, it leaves you feeling in awe of who God is, how great he is. And you get this feeling of God, I want to live for you. I want to live for you more than I lived yesterday. And, and um, that's why encouragement matters. I've got a thing here, does encouragement even matter? Well, it does. Um, it's, it's one of the greatest things that we can do. And the, the flip side is when we're not actively cultivating a social environment of encouragement, the result is we tend to settle. And I think this is a danger. We can start living on a relationally starved diet where we lack the affirmation and inspiration that encouragement can bring. You know, without encouragement, at best, we can coast and maintain. At worst, we'll struggle in a weakened state and even walk away from the faith. And that's a sobering thought, but it's exactly what the enemy wants. He loves to isolate. It's one of his ploys to get spirit-filled believers to settle for living in a weakened state. Happy with a less than energized kind of Christianity. And, you know, the simple fact is that's not God's intent for us. He doesn't want us just to limp along going, okay, well, this is my lot. I'll do what I can with that. He's called us to advance. He's called us to be fruitful. And he's called us to go from glory to glory. Not, not by our own working, but by the working of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Um, a lack of encouragement can also result in this sort of jaded view of life. Cynical, sort of semi-burnt out. I don't really need this, but I'm coming. And it's just like, no, that's not God's intent. That's why encouragement is so important because it, it, um, it's like a body. Like the Bible refers to the church as a body. And it says to look out for the, the weaker th- um, parts of the body. It says if one part of the body hurts, the whole body hurts. And it's that thing, encouragement is where we're looking out for all those things. And we're going, no, we need to bolster this area. No, this part needs um, attention. And it's that beautiful thing of mutual encouragement. And, you know, maybe, maybe you can't imagine or forgotten the, the wonderful picture of being frequently and strongly encouraged and to be an encourager because it goes hand in hand. We, we get encouraged and we are encouragement to those around us. And um, so, yeah, encouragement matters and it's, it's part of the church God is building, Jesus is building. And it's funny because encouragement is fostered in an environment of courage. Um, so it's, it's almost circular again. It's a circular thing. So if encouragement matters, I hope you sort of picked up on that now. It does matter. Um, what is its purpose? Well, it's, again, its purpose, none of this is rocket science, but it's, I think it's so foundational in, in being authentic. And again, as we're talking about the church Jesus building, it's so central to all of that. So what is its purpose? Well, firstly, it fosters, if you're writing notes, this is uh, point number one. <laughs> what is the purpose of encouragement? It fosters the maturity and witness of the church. 
Encouragement is one of the one another commands, part of that beautiful picture of the church and human relationships the way God intended it. I love it. I love the one another commands because they encapsulate the way God wants us to live. They're like, these are the things I want you to do. It's not, we know our identity is in Christ, but he's called us to do things to one another. They're in the scripture. Um, yeah, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And I felt that encouragement for us today. We are doing this, but again, we can do it even better. We can do it even more. Um, encouragement makes it easier to love Jesus. You know, John 13.35 says, by this all people will know that you are my, my disciples if you have love for one another. To me, love and encouragement are, are very much intertwined. Again, love is another one of the one another commands. And as I was saying before, this whole thing of the body, Ephesians 4, verse 15 to 16, it says, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And I love, again, that picture of the body. Each part has a part to play. It's not just the, um, the people at the front that are doing everything. It's all of us. And again, this encouragement is for all of us. Again, in 1 Corinthians 12, it sort of goes on on this theme, and it says that there may be no division in the body, but that members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together. So this, again, as I said, that mutual benefit of encouraging each other and being encouraged at the same time. And I, I love when you read through the New Testament and you see this picture of encouragement. And, and Paul, the Apostle Paul, has a, is a beautiful, beautiful example of being an encouragement um, he obviously was an inspirational person. I am um, always blown away how Paul was so, um, I guess, convicted and confident that he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. He was such a, so in love with Jesus and so in tune with him that he was able to say that. And when you look at what he did, he went around basically in the early church um, Encouraging the believers to, and again, if you read through the letters, it's like it was to remain in the faith, it was to do good, to listen and obey, and to persevere and mature. That was sort of a lot of his teachings were around those, those themes. And I think, again, it's something that we are to do as well, to encourage each other to remain in the faith, to do good, to persevere, to mature. Um, Acts 14 verse 21 just paints a bit of a picture of this and it says when they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples they returned to Lystra to Iconium and to Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God and again there's that thing of endurance encouragement in, is to endure and not just endure like to make it through, but to endure and be fruitful at the same time. Um, and I love how Paul passed on encouragement, but he also expressed the encouragement he received when the church was continuing in the faith. Ephesians 1 verse 15 says, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith 
in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And I love um, that picture. I love the picture of the early church in Acts 2, where it says they were devoted to the um, apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to the fellowship. And it says, and there was none who had need, basically. And to me, it just paints this beautiful picture of a community where there was life and encouragement. You know, what captivated the ancient world when the church sprung into being was this thing of this new kind of community where, where it says, look how they love one another. Look how they're ready to die for one another. You know, it was confident Christians who knew what they believed and they knew the beauty of what was being formed in them and in the church. And that's, again, the role of encouragement is to see that worked out. To, um, to reach maturity and to be a witness. And again, part of that witness is our love for one another. So, clear purpose there. The second purpose is it helps us to grow and walk into our inheritance. We all have an inheritance. We have an inheritance as a church, but we have individual inheritance. And I think the ministry of encouragement is very key in, in helping us to walk into those things. What the ministry of encouragement does is it frees us I think from the safety of the status quo, um, from that idea of keeping our clouds close to our chest or looking at situations with this sort of total cost versus total rewards, is this worth it for me? Am I going to step out? And the fact is, when we encourage and we're encouragers, it it breaks us out of that. It it breaks us into regions that go beyond our comfort. You know, real encouragement takes us into this genuine, close relationship with each other where we can grow together. And it really is a key part of this whole thing of being disciples who make disciples are essentially encouragement relationships. Um, And it's a beautiful thing when you see it for what it is because it's where we grow together. And it's fostered in a place of encouragement. And I want you to think just briefly about Think about people in your life that have really had an impact on you. It could be teachers, but also in your spiritual journey. I'm, I, can, I dare say that for a lot of us, the thing that's impacted us the most in terms of people in our lives is that they've probably been very encouraging. They've probably been, to some degree, inspiring for you, and they, to some degree, probably believed in you. And that's the beauty of encouragement, because it can leave a lasting impact in your life and it can help you walk into all that God has for you. I love the um, scripture in Hebrews 10 where it says, and let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. And when you um, realize that, it's, it's part of the encouragement of that together we're to stir each other up. And the good works there is the outworking of our faith. It's actually talking about doing good. To, to people. Um, we know good works don't get us to heaven, but we're called still to do good works. And um, you know, encouragement can provide us with the strength to look ahead, to move forward, and to reach for the next goal. Um, encouragement can help us do the things we may not inc- ordinarily do. And for those of you that um, do sport, do endurance sport, you know the power of encouragement, you know the power of, of self-talk. Um, it's, a, it's a very powerful thing. And the th- same goes in our spiritual walk. 
the power we have of encouraging not only ourselves but each other to, to do things we wouldn't ordinarily do, to break out of that status quo of the, the, the safety of just, oh, if I just hang back, I'll be okay. Um, we don't want to be people like that. There's a beautiful picture of David and Jonathan in the Bible. To me, a classic picture of a friendship relationship. Um, 1 Samuel 23, which is a little picture of their relationship here. It says from verse 15, David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life. David was in the wilderness of Ziph at Horish. Not that that means a lot to you, but it's there. I love how the Bible gives us specific locations. I used to love reading the Old Testament and going, now where is that? I used to always go to the map. I don't know if that's because I like details. And I'm like, where is that? And I don't know, for some reason it just helped me get more out of it. Um, I know where it is. Yep, yep. I know where Horish is. Um, but anyway... I digress. And Jonathan, Saul's son, remember Jonathan was the heir to the throne. Just remember that because it's profound. And Jonathan, Saul's son, rose and went to David at Haresh and strengthened his hand in God. And he said to him, do not fear for the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel and I shall be next to you. Saul, my father, also knows this. I, I don't know why I'm emotional, but I just... Jonathan was the rightful heir to the throne, but he knew that God had called David to be the next king of Israel. And he was able to live in the, the security. And it, yeah, he didn't even get the chance to be at David's side because he died. But he realised that he had a role to play in encouraging David. And... Um, yeah, just this beautiful picture of encouragement that he lived in his short life. Um, yeah. Um, another picture is Moses and Joshua. Um, a beautiful picture of encouragement. Moses and Joshua? Yeah, sorry, I thought I'd, I'd got it wrong. Deuteronomy 3.28, but charge Joshua, this is God speaking to Moses, and encourage and strengthen him, for he shall go over at the head of this people and he shall put them in possession of the land that you shall see. And we know, you know, Moses sort of stuffed up a bit. He, um, he whacked the rock instead of speaking to the rock. I'm always like, that was such a small detail, but gee, it disqualified Moses from going to the promised land. But um, anyway, then he, obviously God told him, Joshua's now going to go on the land. You need to prepare him. You need to encourage him. I love that, that command to Joshua, be strong and courageous and um, we see here this multi-generational aspect. What um, Gabby did that great preach a few weeks back of, of the multi-generational church that Jesus is building. And I think that's part of the role of encouragement as well is that multi-generational aspect of the older people in our church, encouraging the younger and spurring them on. Um, but again there, a picture of encouragement and of walking into our inheritance Thirdly, for the purpose, and I need to move on here, um, helps us to endure and continue in the faith. We've already touched on this. Uh, Romans 15 verse 4 says, For what it was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of Scripture, we might have hope. You know, and so there's obviously hope that comes from Scripture, but nothing also is more encouraging than a fellow Christian who is 
struggled but perseveres nonetheless. There's that thing of mutual encouragement when we're struggling through a situation but we're persevering and that's that beautiful picture of us coming alongside each other and encouraging each other in the Lord. Um, uh, Encouragement makes it easier to live in a fallen world in a holy way. You know, again, you're looking at Paul's letters, most of it was written to, to Christians and it was in a way... Motiv- based on motivating them to continue to live a holy life. Um, you know, encouraging us to live in the way God intended. That's part of, again, accountability. I think it's all part of this, being disciples, we make disciples. We're being discipled ourselves, we're being accountable, and then we're passing that on. We're encouraging those around us. Um, yeah, submitting to one another, building each other up. It helps us. Encouraging helps us through times of discipline and testing. That's when we, the the power of coming alongside someone who's who's going through trials and we get to just sometimes be there with them. It's not always having the answers or going, oh, this is is why God's doing that. No, it's being there, lifting them up in prayer. Um, It's such a beautiful thing. So that's a little bit on the purpose. I mean, the purpose of encouragement goes into so many different areas that I just touch on a few, but let's get a little bit into the practicals. How do we get better at encouragement? If this is the church God is building, we want to be about it. We want to be and foster a, 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 an environment of encouragement wherever we go. Um, the first one, and it shouldn't come as a surprise, and it's already come through this morning, God must remain our source. Um, again, we keep coming back to this, and because it's true, it's the truth. We start by letting the Holy Spirit encourage us first. Romans 8 verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. What a powerful picture of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and how he is the one who helps us. When the spirit of truth comes, in John 16 it says, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. So we see here some clear pictures of what the Holy Spirit does when he encourages us. He reminds us of who we are. You know, the Bible says he reminds us that we are, that whole Abba Father scripture of that God is our, our Father. He reminds us of what God has done. He reminds us of what he's called us to. And then on top of that, he empowers us to do what God has called us to. And, um, and again, we, we need to find ourselves in that place. I love that word that Sylvia gave this morning of just, it starts with the personal, of, of being in God's presence, of drawing from him. And then we get this beautiful thing when we gather together and then, that's permeating out of all of us. And this, to me, it's just this, she was talking about the whirlwind, the whirlwinds of encouragement, of everyone being built up, of everyone going, wow, this is what we're called to, this is what we're to do. And then we leave this place going, wow, we're, we're motivated to reach the world for Jesus. Um, where are we? Uh, yes, Spirit of, the, the gift of tongues. It says clearly in the Bible that that builds us up. Speaking in tongue builds us up. So for those of you that don't speak in tongues, I encourage you. It's a gift for you, and it helps to edify our spirit. It helps to build us up. Why wouldn't you want it? Um, 
Going a bit more, just with uh, another scripture here, Philippians 2. Let's go to that one. Philippians 2 verse 1. I love this because it gives us a little bit of a blueprint for how we are to encourage. It says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, that's part of that allowing the Holy Spirit to encourage us, to build us up, to empower us, any affection and sympathy complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition. So here, this is where the, the real practical bit comes in. Nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So again here, we see the picture. We get our encouragement from the Lord, and then we start to work it out by looking to the interests of others, counting others more significant to ourselves. To be a, a real encourager, you need to do that. You can't do it from a selfish motivation. So the onus is um, for us to draw our courage from the Lord. And um, I've got several scriptures here, 1 Samuel 30, 2 Samuel 2, Psalms, all the Psalms. <laughs> and, and the key I wanted to bring is David, one of my favourite characters in the Bible. David knew the source of his true strength. You just got to read, read his stuff. Um, it's, it's all about the Lord is my rock, he's my fortress, he's my refuge, where does my help come from? And um, that, that is, to me, where we need to start. We need to keep coming back to that. It doesn't get old. Um, you know, David picked himself up when he was in tough moments by finding his hope in the Lord, finding his strength. And again, that was coming through this morning. So starting point to get better is to remain and draw our encouragement from the Lord the second point, I think, is, is simple but still profound, but it's, it's we need to take ownership. We need to take ownership of the call to encourage, and we need to do it together. I love, and I know often, you know, on a, on a Sunday when someone preaches, often we do get told, just, just do it, you know, just accept love, do this, do that. And it's good, but I think there's a real power in doing things together. Again, this is the whole thing of discipleship that I love because it's together. Jesus, when he led his disciples, he, the classic, he did, he showed, and then he brought them along and said, now you do. And I think it's something we keep saying again, but I think there's real power in it because it's what um, fosters encouragement. It, it, what, it's what, we, we're called to grow together. You know, no one's made it. Um, so taking ownership, that's where I am. Hebrews 10 again, and let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. So it's, it's taking ownership, and I love the picture of Paul because he, he had taken ownership of this thing to encourage. Um, yes, you can say, oh, he was an apostle to the church, but I think it's, again, for all of us. I love there's another, and I don't have time for this, but there's another cool little um, passage in referring to Paul when he got shipwrecked. And there's this funny bit where he, they're, they're shipwrecked, everyone's freaking out on the ship, and then it says he encouraged the people on board, and he said, no one's going to die, eat something, because we're going to have to, whatever, swim to shore. And then it says, and then the, the whole ship was encouraged, they ate, and then they, they went to the shore. And I just love that you can just see this lifestyle of encouragement that Paul lived, no matter where he was. Um, so take ownership of being an encourager. Um, thirdly, share scripture. Mm. 
Simple, isn't it? I love this um, word, and Leanna um, and I had a discussion around this. Marinate together in the truth of the Bible. Um, Marinate. It's that thing of dwelling and allowing the Scriptures to permeate us and to be absorbed by us. There's marinate and there's marinade, and you marinate something with marinade. Leanna thought it was marinade. Uh, Anyway, we're to marinate in Jesus, who is the marinade. Um, Again, I said this before, Romans 5.4 says that through encouragement of Scripture, we might have hope. The Bible is the most encouraging book in the whole world. It's also the bestseller, by the way. It's like bestseller every year, I think. But we'd be crazy not to capitalise on it. We'd be crazy not to be getting in the Word, memorising it, sharing it with each other. That's part of our encouragement that we get to do. It's so easy now with phones to pass on encouragement. Put it on social. Let's flood social media with Scripture because it's encouraging. Some examples of what it says. 1 Peter 5, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Philippians 4, I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. Romans 8, 37, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. What power? I loved, I was just talking to John this morning and he was saying, oh, you know, I'm trying to, I want to get victory over anger. And he was saying, oh, I looked up um, ways to manage anger. And I was like, no, I don't want to manage my anger. I want to overcome the need to get angry. And we can do that. And he was saying, I've, I've come up with these scriptures that I'm memorizing that say that I'm not, I don't have to be angry, that, that give him victory over. And I love that because that's exactly what we're to do. We encourage each other. And then John can go help someone else that struggles with anger by going, hey, use these scriptures um, and um, they'll help you and you'll be encouraged. So sharing scriptures, moving on fourth, sharing testimonies. I want to just invite Simon and I'm, I am running out of time, but I'm going to invite Simon up to share a testimony just to give you an example again of how this can encourage us. Can I just have the, um, the mic, um, Mark? Give Simon a round of applause. Simon's just got a testimony of, uh, yeah, something that happened this week that I think is so cool. Yeah, hi, everyone. Um, so uh, I had a colleague who's designed a course, a mathematical toolbox for scientists, and um, basically anyone studying science has to enrol in this course. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I'm a lecturer at RMIT, and um, in this course that uh, my colleague Stephen has designed, he's getting guest lecturers to come in and talk about the application of mathematics in different contexts, because all these students are coming from various backgrounds and contexts and um, are studying different degrees. And so I've got an honours in physics and he asked me to give a brief 25-minute talk on um, how mathematics is applied in the context of physics. Um, But during our conversation, he was like, I should also say, Stephen was my PhD supervisor, so I've known him for a while. And um, he knows some of the, the challenges I've had during my studies, both during my PhD but also prior to that, because we've obviously had lots of conversations. And so he's like, actually, would you also throw into the the talk just a little bit about the struggles you've had when you've been studying, um, how you've kind of overcome them and all that? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. One of the things that I've struggled with is uh, being a slow reader. Um, And so Stephen knew about that, but he kind of gave it as a general, you know, invitation to share about any struggles. Um, And so I was like... (laughs) Mm. All right, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I appended a few more things onto that list. Um, and one of the things that I struggled with um, a lot is anxiety, uh, 
panic attacks and even suicidal thoughts. And one of the things I was able to share, in front of a class of 100 students, was how God was able to rescue me from that. And I declared the name of Jesus as the solution. And I know that those students are going to hear a lot about other solutions and things that other people tell them. But I was able to declare the name and the power of Jesus Christ in saving my life. And I had the privilege of speaking to one student. One student afterwards. Um, Not about that specifically, but he was, you could see he was really nervous coming up to me afterwards. And he's like, so I I take it you're a Christian? And I was like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I was like, tick for you. (laughs) And um, yeah, he was just like, well, I'm also a Christian as well. You could kind of see he's not saying it too loudly. Um, and he was just like, you know, I, I just can't really figure out how to reconcile my faith and science. And he's like, I'd really just love to stay in touch with you and have a conversation. And, um, and yeah, we chatted for 20 minutes and he's wanting to stay in touch. And if he's the only person that, you know, um, I, you know, encouraged through that, um, then fantastic. But I just had this feeling that I had to share about, you know, how God had rescued me because... You know, as you know, through COVID, a lot of mental health issues have come up. Mm. And I just said to the students, like, you know, if there's, if there's any of you, if there's just one of you who's struggling with these things, come and chat to me. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what That's happens. That's so good. Just say, just say here, Simon. It's nice to be uh, flexible. Um, but I really want Simon to pray for that specific uh, word about suicide because this morning Louise said to me, she feels it very strongly. Um, and I just think there's a moment where God can impact, where we can release healing. And sometimes, you know, people are ashamed at, at those thoughts, you know, and, and society, they feel like they can't share it because it's so deep and it's so dark. But I feel... In the light of Jesus this morning, healing can come. Come on. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you're the word of life and you're the light. And I I thank you that as we speak your name, your light pierces the darkness. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray for anyone struggling with any of the spectrum of thoughts that are not aligned with you, Mm. that Father, you will... Come into that situation, and by the power of your name, Jesus, you'll just break those strangleholds off of every person. I just pray that each of us will get opportunities to encourage those people. And Father, I just pray that any fear of shame will just break off as well, and that no one will be afraid to ask for help. I thank you, Lord, that you have come to set us free. And um, yeah, we just praise you, Jesus. Yeah, amen. All right, Simon, you got to stay here for a sec. I love to so say that's the testimony um, that encourages. And I, I want to give Simon, because the other point I have is words of life. And I want to speak a word of encouragement now over Simon. And I think this is, an, again, an amazing thing that we can all do. Give words of encouragement. And all it takes sometimes is going, God, what do you want to say for this person? What do you want to pull out of them? What gold do you want to reveal? So I just want to, I prayed for you, Simon, 
and I mean, I'd asked him to share this testimony, but um, I just felt, Simon, that, that you are a man of integrity and a man of conviction, and that's something that God honours, and he's going he's gonna to use you to impact the whole academic sphere, which is very anti-God almost. And I just felt to say over you that God is raising your stature. You've, you've been tested, but you've come through that testing. And he's going to give you more and more open doors of favour, favour with man and with God, of opportunity. And he's calling you to rise up in the courage and faith that you have. And I love, again, your conviction is, inspires me and, and, and you're going to be a shining light. I saw a picture of like when I was praying for you of a bird taking flight and a, a flower coming into bloom and I just again felt this thing. God's calling you to bring light into darkness and Isaiah 40, 54 verse 2 says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide for your descendants will, will um, possess nations and again I just felt God's Bigness and largeness enlarging over you. So, Father, I just thank you for Simon. I thank you for the way you're using him already, Lord. But we just agree with, with the more, Lord, with the, the impact in the academic sphere, Lord. Father, continue to use him. Thank you that you're raising his stature, Lord. And I just pray that he can boldly walk into those opportunities, knowing that you go before him. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to encourage everyone to stand. As a church, and what Olive's preaching is, we actually get to be living stones and a living demonstration of the Word of God to us today. And I stood because the Lord said to me, you stand and honour the man. I want to encourage you that when you hear the Word of God, we action it. And so even today, as a body, I'm inviting us to stand. Simon's a representation or even the picture of the living word that God's bringing us today and we're to remember it. That when we are vulnerable and we share our story and we give our testimony, the rest of us, we stand and we honour the work of God. And so I I just want us to be a living amen of gratefulness that actually we are brothers and sisters and we get to walk together and this is what it looks like. We will stand together In every trial, we will honour it and we will say, yes, God, you are so good because I know God is working in my life and I'm so grateful he's working in yours. And thanks for sharing. So I just want to give, let's give a round of applause to Simon and to the Father for what he's doing. Thanks, Simon. Cool, you can be seated. I'm I'm just finishing. (laughs) You could say Sandy if you want. Um... So yeah, this giving words of life is such a, a powerful thing. It's something we can all be involved in. Again, I just want to link, the last thing I wanted to link it with was the whole thing of spiritual gifts. Um, you know, the gift of prophecy is something that it says we should earnestly desire. Um, because the spirit of prophecy, it, um, it speaks the heart of God. What better thing could we do than to speak the heart of God into people's lives, into the church's life? So again, I just really wanted to encourage us in ending to, um, to stir up the gifts, to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, because they, gee, they're next level encouragement. Um, <laughs> signs and wonders, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, they're all, their intent is to display the glory of God, but to build up and encourage the church. And, and that again, it's the church Jesus is building, is one that is encouraged, 
is built up. So just as a recap, the purpose of encouragement, well, encouragement matters. I hope you've got that. The purpose of encouragement, to foster maturity, foster the witness of the church, to help grow us, to help us walk into our inheritance, and to help us endure and continue in the faith. And then we get better at it by going to God as our source, taking ownership, doing it together. And then the beautiful thing of scriptures, testimonies, words of life, the gifts of the Spirit, they're all there. They're the, the, almost the outworking of it. So, um, so as I close today, I, I just, my prayer is that every one of us, I guess, just hope you feel encouraged to encourage. Um, I, I felt too for the older Christians, those of us that have been around a long time, please don't just coast. Please encourage the younger Christians. Please encourage yourself. Please share your gift with us because we need it. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you that you are our encourager. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you've been ministering today. I just pray that we would continue to draw from you. And I pray that we would be a people, a church that continues to encourage, to uplift, to honour each other, to honour what you're doing and to be known as a people that love each other, that that will be our witness to the world, Lord, and that we can see many more come to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.